The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you give us such hospitality and extravagant love. Help us to share that in our church. Amen. So last week we had the prodigal son, and it was a story about generous hospitality and extravagant love from the Father. This week we have Mary anointing Jesus' feet with a costly perfume. The story starts in Bethany. Jesus returns. The Passover is only six days away, so it is coming quickly. And so also is Jesus' death. And he returns to the home of Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha are mentioned more times in the New Testament where Jesus goes and visits them than anyone else in the text. Mary and Martha are glad to have him come since Jesus restored their brother from death to life. They love Jesus. And so they're giving a dinner. Martha is fixing it and Mary gives the ointment over Jesus' feet. And it's a message for us, a message of love and sharing. It was kind of interesting as I was preparing for this, I ran across some notes. Martha's name means who becomes bitter, provoking. Mary's name means bitter, as in a bitterly wanted child. 
Lazarus' name means God is my help. Judas' name means God be praised. I just thought those names were interesting and how the story unfolds. Martha and Mary are throwing a party and you can figure out why they're going to all the fuss. And we're told almost casually in the story that Lazarus is reclining at table along with Jesus. Now, having a dinner doesn't mean a dinner like we have with chairs and table. The tables are more like a coffee table down low, and you're laying with your head towards the table and your feet out away from the table. So they're laying there having their dinner. And isn't it almost kind of funny? Lazarus, who was dead, is now laying there at the table, sipping wine and munching on food. Almost makes you want to kind of giggle at the story. But the story doesn't focus on Lazarus. The story doesn't really focus on Martha. The story focuses on Mary and indirectly on Judas. Mary, who is bitter, and Judas, whose name means God be praised. How much love does it take to break open a jar of perfume that cost one year's labor. What would you do? What would be happening in your family that you would spend that much money? And Judas points out that it's too expensive. It shouldn't have been done. We've all had people who think that celebrating can be too extravagant and it shouldn't be done. You know, a wedding anniversary, why go to the nice expensive restaurant when the family diner has just as good a food? Judas had his faults. Mary anoints out of her love for Jesus. But Jesus sees what Mary does in a different way. He sees it as a pre-burial, preparing his body for his death before it happens. We all try to escape and deny death, but it doesn't work. Jesus knows it, and he knows what's happening, and he knows what to do about it. 
And if we are Jesus' disciples, then we know what needs to be done too. That's why in the season of Lent, we cling to that old rugged cross. So Mary takes the perfume, she breaks the bottle, and the fragrance fills the room. But that's history, but it's not history. Because that calls to mind our intimate devotion to Jesus. Are we longing to be with God like Mary longed to be with Jesus? C.S. Lewis writes, The alabaster box, which one must break over Christ's holy feet, is one's heart. And the content of the perfume becomes perfume only when it is broken. When they are safe inside the box, they are like sewage. So what he's saying is, if we don't open up our heart and place everything at the feet of Jesus, then what's in our heart stinks. How much pride is in our heart? How much resentment is in our heart? How much anger is in our heart? How much envy? How do we tote those things around in us all our life? How much pressure builds up and it stinks, contaminating our life? infecting what we do. But when we crack open that box called our heart and we put it at Jesus' feet, it goes from something that stinketh to something that is wonderful. I think the text tells us that Jesus understands and likes Mary's love. She's giving the best, probably in response to bringing her brother back from the dead. And so Jesus is no ordinary guest. Jesus is giving no ordinary gift. And the oil is no ordinary gift. Overcome with love and joy and thanksgiving, she throws herself with thanksgiving at Jesus' feet. It fills the room. The perfume stays on Jesus' feet, the perfume stays on her hair. The perfume changes those people who smell it. A total surrender to love. Martha has just kind of passed over. 
but she acts in love, in her way. Martha has been named the worker bee. It's the Marthas of the world who hold us together. It's the Marthas of the world who do the grunt work, who serve and serve and serve. They are the ones who nurture the families. They set the table. And without them, there would be no feast. And the anointing would have, of oil would have looked different. This is Martha's love for Jesus. Mary and Martha are sisters, and they both love Jesus. And they show it, but in different ways. Service and adoration show love. It's like God holds us precious. God loves the gifts we bring. And then there is Judas. He talks the good game. The money should have been given to help the poor. But the commentary tells us that Judas is totally self-serving. Judas' job was to take care of the community purse. And Jesus sees right through what he is doing. And Jesus loves him. Mary falls in love with Christ. We fall in love with Christ. We, the church, over many years, fall in love with Christ. Disciples, Paul, you, me, we understand the surpassing love of Christ. And Mary reveals that joy from her soul as an example for us. It clarifies who she is. It clarifies who we are. The best gift is when we give ourselves to God, laying bare our sins, pouring out our lives for Christ. It involves the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, to focus on God, to respond to God, to be a lover of God. And then turn around and do that to our church members, to the church family, to the church fellowship. And that builds unity. That builds a spiritual bond. We share in Christ. We share in each other. We are of the same mind. So during Lent, our aim is to be honest in our relationships so that together we may build ourselves up 
into the body of Christ. Amen.